If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, my name is Giles Brandreth. Susie Dent, what's your name? <laughs> uh, oh, it's E.T.'s Undies. That's a good anagram of my name. What is your full name? Uh, it is Francesca is my middle name. Ah, but so I it's don't really Susan Francesca use it. Dent. Yes. Your parents well, were Dents. Yes. yes. Uh, my name is Giles, wait for it, Daubeny Brandreth. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, I don't know. Um, it's not a good name. But let me explain, in case somebody's coming into this podcast for the very first time. I love words. That's really why I'm here. I love words. I love language. I believe that language is power. I've been a word obsessive, virtually a wordaholic, all my life. And for a reason, I'm going to explain in a second. But Susie has authority because she is trained in the world of words, aren't you? What is your qualification to be a a word person? (laughs) Well, I'm not sure I am totally qualified. It's just experience rather than qualification. So I uh, studied French and German uh, at university. So German and French, they were my first loves. Came to English quite late, worked at Oxford University Press for a long time, even while I was doing Countdown, um, and worked on the English dictionaries. But um, yeah, I wouldn't say I've, you know, got millions of qualifications. I just have been immersed in language since, you know, since the age of four. Well, what I thought it'd be fun to do today's podcast is have fun with words, because this is all about words, language, how to increase your word power, how to use this amazing way we have of communicating with one another, words, in a better, more exciting, more amusing way. We call it something rhymes with purple because something does rhyme with purple. And I used to think that nothing rhymed with purple. I thought that purple was a word like orange, for which there is no rhyme, is there? Mm, not exact. No, not exactly. I remember talking to Tim Rice, the lyricist, about this, and uh, he had a few up his but nothing perfectly rhymes with orange. Oh, I love playing games with Tim Rice. I know oh, this he's is brilliant at He is brilliant. He's Sir Tim Rice. He is the only triple Oscar winner I know. Oh, uh, really? I know quite a few double Oscar winners, some solo Oscar winners. He's got three Oscars. He's a genius lyricist. He's also a delightful human being. Mm. And we were playing, we play word games together. And we were recently playing a fun game in which we were name dropping, really. And the idea of the game was unlikely couples. Real people you'd introduce to one another uh, that seemed an unlikely couple. And I told him how to party not long ago. I'd introduced the British comedian Jim Davidson to the distinguished novelist Margaret Drabble. Mm-hmm. And how they'd got on famously, mm. this unlikely couple, because neither knew who the other was. And I said to him, Tim, can you beat that? And Tim said, I think I can. And he told me that at the 1970 premiere of Jesus Christ Superstar, 
Tim Rice told me this. He wrote the lyrics. Andrew Lloyd Webber wrote the music. At the 1970 Paris premiere of Jesus Christ Superstar, Tim Rice introduced Salvador Dali to Frankie Howard. <gasps> That's superb. No, yes, no, Mrs. No. Isn't it a marvellous idea? That is superb. That is a funny idea, isn't it? Well... We're going to have fun with, with words. Something does rhyme with purple. Remind us what it is. Yes, that is the old dialect word herple, admittedly not on the tongue every day, but to herple, spelt with an I, is to limp, to walk with a limp. Well, we're going to stride into the world of word games now, knowing that nothing rhymes with uh, orange or silver, something rhymes with purple. Let's play word games. I was brought up on word games, and this is really what I wanted to ask you about your grandparents. Um, my father was born as long ago as 1910. Mm -hmm. And that, of course, was before the age of radio, before television, before the movies had talkies, when families literally made their own entertainment. And my father was brought up in a world where, you know, they would stand around the piano in the parlor singing songs. And what did they do of an evening? They played word games with one another because what else was there to do? Yeah. Even the crossword puzzle wasn't invented until the time of the First World War. So when my father was born, you had to make your own entertainment. And so I was brought up on word games. When were your grandparents born? Gosh. When were your parents born? Can you remember when your yeah, father my, was Yeah, well, born? my parents were born in the 40s, and um, I wouldn't say they were huge lovers of word games, but they were great lovers of board games. Uh, so uh, we, not so much Scrabble, and I'll come to Scrabble later, but we loved, you know, all the traditional board games, Monopoly, Snakes and Ladders, etc. So many, many happy hours. Uh, listening to Peter and the Wolf, um, uh, Prokofiev, in the background, playing word games. Um, also, just to come back to your Nothing Rhymes with Silver. Yes. This is relevant. Something does rhyme with silver. Oh. We could have called our podcast that. It's Milver. Yes. Spelt silver with an M. And it's a person with whom one shares a strong interest in a particular topic, especially that of wordplay. So there you go. Wonderful. So Always. we're a couple of Milvers. We are. Milver Mavens. We're Milver Mavens. And if you stay with us, you'll find that in each of the podcasts, we get a trio of words from Susie that you may not be familiar with and that maybe you would want to slip into your vocabulary because they're just brilliant and she is brilliant. Why don't we play a word game together? One of the ones we played that I got from my maternal grandmother, mm -hmm. uh, my granny Addison, she taught me a word game called Donkey. Do you know this game? No. What happens is this. Uh, the idea of the game is it's a spelling game and we build a word together, but you mustn't end the word. You lose a life if you end the word. How many right? lives do we have? Uh, you have D-O-N-K-E-Y, uh -huh. okay. but we can do the short version, which is S, A-S-S. So we've got three lives. Can I just say, disclaimer, for someone who has spent 27 years uh, playing a word game in the afternoons, I am terrible at most of the others. I have avoided Scrabble all my life because people assume I will be yeah. superlative at it. I'm not. And of course I'm not because I don't play it. So it's we will have a whole podcast about Scrabble because, <laughs> okay. as you know, I'm the founder of the National Scrabble Championships and I think I'm the president of the British Association of Scrabble Players. Okay. So I shall, I, shall put you, <laughs> I shall put you right. Well, there may Please be, do. There may have been a palace putsch, a coup, between In your the making of this podcast <laughs> and its being disseminated around the world. So, donkey mm. is a word game 
that people can play. You can play it, as it were, on the tube going in. If you, your podcast is broken down, you actually got to communicate with somebody. You can play it with strangers. You can play it with your kids. It's intergenerational. It's a game to play in the car. It's a spelling game. And, and you all know the words which are pitfalls, that which have sort of common traps, I would imagine. If you've played it a few times, yes. maybe, but okay. maybe not. You've got, you know, the whole Oxford English Dictionary <laughs> rattling around in, in your me. head. Yes, you have. I'm going to cheat. So, no, don't cheat. Okay. The idea is three-letter words don't count. You mustn't be the person who ends a word, and you've got to be thinking of a real word at the time. Okay, here we are, the Milver Mavens. Mm-hmm. Giving it a go with the game Donkey. Okay. I'm going to begin. D. A. U. G. H. T. E. R. Daughter! Oh, no, 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 no. You're out. Right. Boom, going. boom, you've lost a life. You're oh, You know where Yay. I was going? I was going with yeah, the yeah, advert. Yeah, 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 I was going to yeah, yeah, say yeah, yeah. totally. That's yeah, where yeah. I was going with that. No, oh. she's lost. You mustn't end the word. Oh, this is more fun but than I could, I realised. I had nowhere to go with that. You had nowhere to go. You had nowhere to go. I don't think you did have anywhere to go to I that, don't think you? so, no. You start the next game. Right. Uh, you have to You have to think about the number of letters, don't you? So you can Look, there, All right, how many words are there in the dictionary? Thousands. Hundreds. Hundreds of thousands. Hundreds of thousands. Half a million. M. O. O. T. T. L. Is there no double? There's no M O T T as a word. Don't think so. Good. Good job. I've got this. Okay. Okay. Well, mind you, in a historical dictionary, anything is possible. No, I don't think so. I think Good. you're right there. M O T. Have I said? What did you say? I said. Uh, you said M O T T. I've said T L. Oh my goodness! I have you got a word in mind here? Mottling. You challenged me. Therefore, okay. if there is a word, mottling, you lose. Of course, there is because we're allowed verb inflections, aren't we? So that's from mottle. Yeah, mottle. as in something Very mottle, good. mottle skin. So you are right. now as. Oh, I'm about to win this because if I win, no, if no, you lose three I've lives. Got N. Now, have I? Did you have L or I? <laughs> this is going no, really well. I'm sorry, you, it's it's over. Why? Because you challenged me. Oh, you challenged me and it was a false challenge. Oh, you failed. You failed. All right. I'm Come losing on. my lives. I'm on O already. Right now, I'm moving on to we're, N now. No, no. We're, we're playing S. So I'm going to go three rounds with this. You're <laughs> A-S. And there's, you've got one more life. All right? All right. Start again. Um, P. N. E. U. M. A. T. I. Oh. Um, no, I just, just, Come I want to do something clever here. You mad. I know where you're going. I know where you're going. Uh, N. Challenge you. Yeah, I think you might be right. I told you I was rubbish at Rogers. accept the defeat with pneumatic. Well, no, I can do, I was going to do pneumothorax, you see, but it's, oh, it was my you? turn. What would pneumothorax have given you? Um, oh, that's interesting. Well, if it's there. Yeah. Sadly, I don't think there is. No, there what, isn't. What, what did you think pneumothorax was? In terms of what it means? Yeah. Oh, well, it's. An anatomical term, isn't it? Which I'm now furiously looking up. So, pneumatic. Pneumatic, is, is I get that. It's the presence of. of air or gas in the pleural cavity. That's where I was going with that one. But it wouldn't fit with the letters, is that right? Well, it wouldn't know because you... I forced you down the wrong path. So, you see, that's the idea of the game. It's very clever. It's quite a fun game. And I'm terrible at it. No, you're not terrible at it. I play, I've been playing it for 60 or more years. Yes. You, frankly... But you actually have to calculate word length before you start, don't you? 
But not before you start, because it could go in any... I suppose that's true. When you get to about letter four or five is yeah. when you start playing. Oh, that's donkey done and dusted. Before we play my next game, my f- most favourite game, the game that could change your life, let's have a quick break. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girly? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, not, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. No tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. Let's do another one here. This one I think you'll find easier. It's called Alpha. Mm-hmm. And the basically the idea is to, and this is a very good game. Do you, how well do you sleep? Uh, not brilliantly, if I'm honest. This is the game for you. Okay. Because... This is the word game. When, when, I mean, do you have difficulty getting to sleep? No. Or do you wake at six in the morning and then can't get back to sleep? No, no, I wake about three in the morning. And then can't get back to sleep. Yes. Getting to sleep is okay. Pre-dawn grief. What time do you go to bed? Uh, well, my youngest gets up very early, so I tend to be asleep by ten. It's very boring for our listeners. No, no it isn't. Because now, <laughs> Nighttime habits. No, everybody, forgive me, everybody has sleep issues. Yeah. Everybody. You get to bed, uh, uh, do you wear socks? <laughs> no. Oh, you were sleeping with socks. I wear anything in bed. Okay. Uh, but socks, I, I wasn't socks. asking about so anything. socks help you sleep? Yes. Mm. Socks, you've cosy toes. Cosy toes is what you need. And you sleep on your side or on your back? Aside. Mm, yep, that's okay. So you sleep on your side, and then getting to sleep is relatively easy at 10. Yes, you go fairly deep. And then you wake at 3. <laughs> Welcome to the sleep podcast. No. Yes. But no, you wake at 3. I wake at about 3. And then you go to the loo, and then you come back to bed and lie there wide awake. I just lie there. And and what are you worrying about? Oh, you know, everything gets magnified. Event. Actually, genuinely, there's n- that's not one consistent thing. There's a great uh, word for this. Uh, which also can be used for uh, early morning grumpiness, and that's matuto lipia. Which matuto? Is really to, matuto, meaning morning. Yeah. Uh, lipia, L-Y-P-E-A. L-Y-P-E-A. And it's grief of the dawn. And I oh. like to apply it to that sort of oh, terrible anxiety that you get when you wake up really early. Matuto lipia. Matuto lipia. Grief of the dawn, yeah. Matuto. It sounds like also somebody's name. Oh, I knew her once. Matuto lipia. Matuto lipia means fear of, fear of the dawn. Yeah, well, it means grief. It's grief, melancholy. Grief, it's melancholy. So you have mid, the, mid, the middle of the night blues. Yes. You're not alone, can I say? No, I'm sure. Millions around the world listening to this saying, yeah, we're with Susie Dent, we're with Susie Dent. So word games can help. Now, the point is this. Okay. What do you do in those circumstances? You want to get to sleep, the stomach is churning, the head is churning, everything as you say is completely exaggerated. You lie as still as you can. Mm-hmm. You do two things. You breathe slowly in and out. You then... Like pushing clouds out of the way, you push all extraneous sounds out of your head. Everything you push away, you actually physically do it. You push everything away, and then you play alpha. Mm -hmm. Alpha is this little game where you go from A to Z, thinking of words that begin and end with the same letter. And you try to get longer and longer words every night. So let's say you are going to begin with A. Anaconda. That's anaconda. 
That's better than mine. I was going to go with amnesia. Okay, I like that. No, but anaconda, anaconda's an animal, a kind of snake. Snake, yes. Amnesia is something you want to forget. Yes. So sometimes it's quite fun to play the game using words that are relevant. Amnesia, you want to forget the things you've been worrying amnesia about. Amnesia is the act of forgetting, isn't it? Yeah, mm. whereas anaconda, maybe it's that, it tells you the kind of nightmares you're having. A snake <laughs> is coming to eat you. The anaconda. So I'm simply sleeping. Anyway, so and then you get to B. A word that begins and ends with B. The longer, the better. Hmm. Um, I can only think of Baba Ganoush, and that doesn't work anyway. Doesn't work at all. No. Baba Ganoush is not. It's going to end with a B. Yeah, yeah. Um, Baobab. Baobab. Yes. B a o. B a b. B a o. B-A-B, B-A-O, baobab. And what does it mean? Baobab is a tree also called monkey bread or the Ethiopian sour gourd. I like it. <laughs> and how many letters is that? Six. Six. Well, you get six points, uh, which oh, is good, see. you see, because we can do it competitively. Okay. Uh, because this, by the way, if you're not sleeping alone and you've got somebody else lying next to you who's also awake, suffering from matu, matu, matutulipia. matutulipia, because they've got dread, fear, uh, or middle-of-the-night depression, um, you can keep each other company by playing the game competitively. So, uh, so far, I would be one ahead because I think amnesia... No, anaconda, you might be one ahead. Maybe mm -hmm. one letter longer than amnesia. Amnesia is seven letters long. But with my word, bedorb... Oh, nice. It's the same number as you, so six. So we've each scored six. Okay. Okay. Uh, C. I'd go for the Irish crack. Crack. C-R-A-K. Mm. No, C-R-A-I-C. C-R-A-I-C. It's an Irish word meaning... Crack. It's just, oh, the crack. The crack. It means it's the, 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 the humour. It's the fun. It's the it's, amusement. It's, it's the atmosphere in the room. Yeah. Uh, we went to the party. Great crack. Yeah. It's a lovely word, isn't it? Yes. And is it an Irish word? It's an Irish word. I famously uh, declared very loudly on Countdown that I love crack. Uh, ah. Meaning, of course, that I love that word. But anyway, that's another story. Yes, that's mine, but it's only five. I'm not sure that's And is good. there a funny accent on the I in crack? Um... Could there be sometimes there, in Irish? Yes, there is in the Irish. There's a diacritic above there, but not in English. Well, you've scored five there. I'm mm. going to try and beat you. Yeah, I'm sure you will. With cyclonic. <laughs> you've practised this. Uh, yeah, I have practised this, to be honest. Um, I get eight points for cyclonic. C-Y-C-L-O-N-I-C. D, what's the longest word you can think of, beginning and ending with D? Hmm... And you can see when you're lying in bed, this is quite fun to do this because the alphabet is there. You're climbing the stairs and it forces other things, all those traumas, all the, you know, the worries about the mortgage and should you have taken out the second mortgage and the person lying next to you. God, why are they lying next to you? Uh, you know, <laughs> what, what did we get into? Oh, dear. Can this go on for much longer? Discombobulated. Brilliant. But mm, there must be longer verbs. You just need a past tense, basically, don't you? Oh, my goodness. I only had dedicated. Oh, Okay. Oh, I might have won this then. Dedicated, desiccated, discombobulated wins it completely. Excellent. Discombobulated. Well, you have moved into the lead. E is for what? Beginning and ending. Um, erudite. Very good. I've got everyone. Mm -hmm. F. F. Well, that's hard. F. I can think Not of that hard. Faff. Um, oh, what's faff? As in faffing around. About. Mm. That's a legitimate word. Where does it come from? Yeah, it's only four. Um, I don't think we know. Actually, really? I love it where there are words where the etymology is unknown. Uh, yeah, so etymology, I'm looking the OED as always. Oh, no, they, they do know, actually. This is lovely. Um, it's from the dialect faff, meaning a puff of wind as the noun or the verb to blow in sudden gusts. Oh, to faff. 
To faff. So it's a proper word. So it's going to back to flap idly in the wind, isn't it? To faff about. And I it's like been that. going along for how long the word? Uh, 1570. How wonderful. The word faff, which sounds so modern, is in fact goes back to the 16th century. Yeah. Shakespeare think, was faffing. I think faffing about, though, is more to recent. fuss or dither is, yes, 1874. The joy of knowing you, if I may say so, Susie Dent, is Well, this, this is from the OED. This I know. Is, yes. But you are the conduit of the OED. <laughs> and I think this other word you introduced me to, which I, obviously, I knew the word bumpf, B-U-M-F. Yes. The origin of that, because at school we also talk about paper as being bump. Okay, I just bump. have to tell listeners the kind of the, uh, the the trajectory that our conversation took. Before we came on air, we were talking, as one does, about arse ropes. Arse ropes being uh, a very, very old word that was used in the Bible, translation of the Bible, um, which meant the intestines. And I absolutely love it because it's just so direct. So it's an old I'm word having for the intestines. My, yes, arse ropes. My arse ropes. I'm having problems with my, my arse, arse ropes. My arse ropes are letting me down. Yes. Or my arse ropes are terribly knotted. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Anyway, so from arse ropes, we then went to arse wisp, which used to be uh, a sort of synonym, I guess, or a slang for uh, loo roll. Or lavatory, toilet paper. Or lavatory paper, whatever. Toilet paper, yeah, yeah. exactly. Arse wisp. Or bathroom stationery, as I believe in, in <laughs> refined circles in the 1950s it was called. Oh, have you run out? Yes, have you not heard that? Oh, we've run out of bathroom stationery. Anyway, you call no. it. Uh, so, whereas in your house they were saying, "Oh, the arse wisps." The arse wisps. Yeah. We weren't actually saying that, but anyway. Play so some more in the wolf, would you? I'm looking for the arse wisps. <laughs> anyway, let me finish. So, from arse wisp, we came to bum fodder, and bum fodder was particularly in the army. That was slang for toilet paper, right. and from bum fodder we get bump, i.e., completely inconsequential bits of information. This is why the world is turning to something rhymes with purple. I mean, no, it is, because where else would you discover that? You really wouldn't. Okay, okay so, so we've got down to F, the word beginning and ending in F. You're yes. beginning to doze off now. No, I said faff. Am I beginning to faff doze off? is good, no. Okay. You're supposed to because it's getting you to sleep. My word is a bit longer, fluff. Oh, nice. I, I hope someone's like. keeping tally here. Yeah, I'm keeping tally, and you are, we're neck and neck. Oh. G, next. <laughs> G. Oh, I keep coming up with the short words. Um, you can share them. Well, it would be glug, but... Um, oh, I like that. Uh, 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 I'm graduating to something better. Are you? Graduating. Gradu- oh, of course. Which is... Verbs, oh, verbs, verbs. That's ten um, letters. Yes, okay. Can I change my mind? Yeah. Guzzling, then. I like guzzling. guzzling. That's very good. Would gas guzzling be allowed as one, or has it got a hyphen in it? I don't think so. I think for that longer, I need to look it? in a modern dictionary, actually. Do you want okay. me to do that now? Nah, because okay. it's bound to have a, a hyphen, isn't it? I think it, it would. Uh, hut, a, H, H, beginning and ending in H. Huzzah. Huzzah. That's an exclamation. Hyphening gas, gas guzzler. Uh, huzzah, yes. And, uh, Hurrah, what, huzzah. And where does that date from? That is, <laughs> I love this definition in the Oxford English Dictionary. Huzzah, to shout, huzzah. Huzzah! Uh, it's from 1683. They are carousing and huzzahing like mad devils with their roaring companions. Well, I've got a hunch you're right. Okay. Hunch. Hunch, nice. Get it? H-U-N-C-H. But it's shorter than yours. Mine is only five letters, whereas huzzah, I think, is six. Okay. Should we Very stop good. there? A bit worried well, about I. you may have to stop there because can you think of one for I? Because I can't. Um... And when I play this game... What's the plural of ibis? I'm almost always asleep before I get to the letter I. Oh, nice. I love that. Um, mm, leave that one with me. Might okay. try to come back to That's it. That's okay. And I can't come up with J either. 
I'd love to say zhuzh because no one ever knows how to spell and zhuzh. How, how I'm asked about zhuzh. that all the time. Zhuzh. Well, the dictionary will give you Z-H-U-S-H, but I don't think it does it. I so don't think that's the trick. That's, you can have that little debate. Now, one of the problems of getting to I and J when you're, is if you get to take it too seriously, you get your stomach begins to churn. You think, mm, my goodness, uh, have I got these? Mm. So I then quick, I know that there's no an I and J in my book. So I go straight on to K and I have kayak and then I do uh, L, I have longitudinal and I can do <laughs> nice. them, I can do them for lots, right the way down to Q, which there may well be a Q word, but I don't know it. Okay, so... I like that game. Wait, 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 can you think of anything with Q? Uh, Not off the top of my hand. No, no. I can't think. I've got regulator for R, succinctness for S, tournament for T, nothing for U, nothing for V, window, nothing for X, yellowy for Y, and the joy is the last letter, and this by then you are asleep, Z. Yes. And that's allowed, isn't it? Yes. As a word. Um, yeah, here we go. I've got something for you. Sorry if I sound distracted. I love this. Uh, you heard the word ululate. Ululate. Ululate, yes. Or ululate, yes. Yes. And that's Either a, or. That's making a sound, isn't it? Ululating. It is. But where, how does it end in you? Uh, well, it doesn't. But the actual noun from it, ululu, oh. is a wailing cry or a wail of lamentation. A yululu, a yululu. Ululu. It says yululu, ululu, ulalu, ululu, or ulalulu. You do that so charmingly. <laughs> I know, that's my pronunciation guides. I think I've got I bet got you, when you start playing this, I've solved your problem. I've solved no, Susie Dent's insomnia. Now. Well, that's solving your problem as well. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but that's not going to help me go to sleep. Uh, I, think it, I think you will find doing playing this game in bed, going from A to Z, words that begin and end with the same letter, is fun. It's educational. We didn't know alulu before now. No. Um, and we've got ziz as well. We can work out the spelling of zhuzh. We learn a lot. Yes. So don't fall asleep immediately. Just remember that game for late tonight when you are suffering from matu... Say it once more. Matutulipia. Good. I love word games. And I did a book with my daughter and grandson called The Lost Art of Having Fun. And we put in it dozens and dozens and dozens of word games. And they're fun to play with the family. And I think they're particularly good for people who suffer from insomnia. The other one I love doing, and I'm just going to give you one little test on that, is I love playing anagrams. Ah. And I just take a word and you have to rearrange the letters. Give me a country. I'm going to give you the word regalia. And you've got to give me a country Take made from the letters in regalia. Algeria. Well done. That didn't take you long, did it? You're so clever. <laughs> what about Englander? What would that give you? Englander. Englander. Rearrange it to give me a country. Uh, something land. Greenland. Greenland. That's very good, isn't it? Okay. Yeah. So I've given you two of those. Give me three of your words. What are your trio for today? Okay. Well, I'm going to start with the word giggle mug. Actually, if you don't mind me saying, Giles, I think you might be a bit of a giggle mug. What's a giggle mug? A giggle mug is somebody who is forever smiling, uh, but there's a catch. Ooh. So this is this is where I apologise in advance. But a giggle mug is somebody who has that smile on their face all the time and actually is really annoying. Oh, uh, I'm not saying no. Thank I'm not you saying you're really much. annoying, but you know when you're sort of you're not actually feeling it, and then you know. bump into somebody who's just permanently cheerful, oh, and no. you're just like, oh, you're such a giggle mug. Anyway, I, do I just love that word. People but dread coming around to my house because they think I'm going to be wearing a party hat and inviting them to play party games. <laughs> it's great. Your yeah. glass is always half, helpful. Yeah. Uh, I like that one. So that's a giggle mug uh, for anybody who, uh, as I say, is constantly chirpy and actually might send you in the other direction. Um, so apologies for that. Or might have a broken heart. 
You know the famous story about... Giggle mug. You know about the clown Grimaldi? I know. Uh, I know the clown. Joseph Grimaldi was a great English clown mm. and famous in pantomime, early pantomime, around the 1800s. And he was the, probably the most famous entertainer in Britain in the day. Uh, and it was hilarious. Filled the Drury Lane Theatre. Thousands of people came to see him and laugh at him. Uh, but unfortunately, he suffered himself from depression. And famously, he went to see uh, a doctor um, who he'd never seen before. He recommended a doctor. And he went to see this doctor and said, hello, um, I'm suffering from, I'm really unhappy. I'm suffering from depression. I went through all his problems. And the doctor said, right, really, I don't know how I can help you. I mean, you, you know, how to cheer you up. I, I suppose I, I would recommend you go and see the great Grimaldi. <laughs> and he said, I am Grimaldi. How wonderful. Yeah. So there we are. So there may be, there may be reasons we giggle mugs are the way we are. Yes. Oh, it also may be that we're just generally happy because what are we well, going to be unhappy lovely. about? Yeah. I think that is lovely. And I, I'm just being a, um, grumptious about it all. Right. Okay. So um, I was just wondering whether to sideswerve my planned second yes. word and give you coulrophobia, which is a phobia of clowns because I think oh, that's I do good. have it. What's, how do you spell that? It's C-O-U-L-R-O-L-R-O-Phobia. Cool Very specific for the clowns. Of this? Well, I think cool because the Greeks didn't have clowns as such. Uh, I think it comes from the Greek for uh, just a sort of entertainer, um, possibly you know, sort of trapeze artist, that kind of thing. People have a real terror of clowns. Johnny Depp famously has has real really, cool yeah, and, and I did and, too. I hated them when I was little. And these are the clowns in makeup, as it were. These are this is not. Yeah, these are the ones with the kind of evil people. smiles. I find uh, uh, who make lots of noise. And, and who who are, who are wearing clown makeups yeah, and white yeah. face and red nose yeah. and sort of strange eyes, yeah. the funny costumes, the Stephen huge King. feet. You have to think about Stephen King to know that they're absolutely terrifying. Coulrophobia. Okay, so that that's my last minute. And also, second. they don't make, they don't make you laugh. Did when I was a no, child, loud, people listened bangs. on the radio to something called the Goons. Mm. I listened week in week out. Didn't laugh once. No, it's kind of slapstick though. Don't you think it's verbal slapstick? I'm not really into slapstick, I it, think. It didn't. It just did not make me laugh. Mm. Anyway. Do you know slapstick comes from the fact that clowns actually did slap a stick on their thighs in order to make a sort of noise? That's I think I did know that. Yeah, there you go. And also, I was taught by an elderly actress, because I used to be an actor many, many years ago. Not very successful, as you know. I tell, I've told you the story of the first time I played Hamlet. I've told you this, haven't I? I don't think so. Oh, I Is have. this a true story? It's a true story. It was a disaster. Oh. It was a real disaster. I mean, no. How old were you? Uh, well, I was young, too young, clearly. Okay. But anyway, I played Hamlet. The audience didn't like it. They actually threw eggs at me. Yeah, I mean, they threw I eggs at me. I think there's a pun coming up here. Yes, you're there right. Is. Where Donna's Hamlet came off as omelette. Boom, boom. So <laughs> um, Right. Anyway, no, the point is, the okay. elderly actress <laughs> said to me, speaking of slapsticks, that what you need to do if you're an actor is you begin the applause in the wings before you come on. So you begin the you applause yourself. yourself, you clap yourself on, and people join in. If people in the audience clap, on you come. Okay. All right. A cooler, I love that. Coolrophobia. Coolrophobia. And my last one, little origin for you here. I, I think of myself as being a slightly, a slight anomaly, really. I don't know whether that means I'm geeky or nerdy or whatever, but just slightly different. And I'm a bit of a maverick. And I love the story behind the word maverick because it uh, goes back to the name of Samuel Augustus Maverick, who was a US politician, but crucially, he was also the owner of a large herd of cattle in Texas. And he left his calves and his cows unbranded. We don't know why. Perhaps he just thought it was cruel. Perhaps he just couldn't be bothered. But the result was that 
his cows would wander around into neighbouring fields and nobody knew who they belonged to because he refused to brand them. And so all the neighbouring farmers called him uh, a maverick, really. Uh, and he was indeed a maverick by name, but he was also one by nature. And that's how we got maverick in, Do you know, in the current sense. one day... On our Something Rhymes with Purple podcast, we are going to do a whole, dedicate a whole program, whole podcast to people like that. What are they called? Who give Mavericks. Their, no, people oh. who give their name to the language. Oh, eponyms. Eponyms. Yes. People are eponyms, like like boycott. Nicotine. Like, nicotine. Is Jean that named Nico? after a person? Jean Nico. Yeah. There we are. Yeah. Wellington, as in the boot. Yes, yeah, sandwich. Uh, on and on and on. So many. And in fact, we're talking about Joe Joe Grimaldi, mm-hmm. clown Joey. People often refer to a, a clown as a joey. Oh, do they? I don't know that. Oh, I think they do. Other with kangaroos. <laughs> but why are they called joeys? Because of Joey the kangaroo, of course. Really? Yeah, famous kangaroo. No, You're joking. No, I am. But I Jumbo, am. Jumbo does come from Jumbo, Jumbo the elephant. Jumbo, Dumbo. You Jum- know, just Jumbo the elephant. Jumbo the elephant. Yes, before Disney. The, the word Jumbo comes from Jumbo the elephant, doesn't yes, it? Yes, it does. Absolutely. Poor thing, poor creature. I feel uh, sorry for him. Anyway. When I, when I next see you for our next podcast, say Jumbo to me and I'll tell you something interesting about okay. your name, my name, and right. anybody's name that has just five letters in it. Okay. We're leaving you on a cliffhanger. All right. My name's uh, got four, by the way. No, S-U-S-I-E. Oh, I see. Got you. Susie. Jumbo. I think I need some Giles. coffee. Giles, you, all need, right. you need some coffee. You need less coffee, more sleep. Less matuta lipia. More playing of Donkey by Night. Yes. This is us. If you've enjoyed this, um, please, you know, recommend us to a friend or give us a nice review. If you haven't, well, sleep well hmm. and just forget it ever happened. <laughs> Amnesia is a word that begins and ends with A. Something Rhymes with Purple is a Something Else production. It was produced by Paul Smith with additional production from Russell Finch, Steve Ackerman and Josh Gibbs. 